here's the backstory, okay? Her best friend's aunt died. And she is saying, her best friend is saying that her reaction, the thing that she did next after her aunt died, she's not sure if their relationship, their friendship can be salvaged. But I want you to hear the whole story as someone that think about you and your best friend. And do you think that these two can overcome and how? We'll get to it today on the show. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hi, welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I, I'm Steve Kramer. This is a feel-good podcast I do my mom on a daily basis. It's live, laugh, and love your mom. That's that's really what it's all about. And uh, we will start by introducing you to her. She's Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I want to catch you up with the situation with Jess. Actually, I was going to talk about that, about that on, the po- on my Uncensored Podcast that I do with her. New episode up, by the way, if you want to go. So go listen to that. And you just go to Kramerandjess.com. I should probably actually link to that podcast in the show notes too. So I, I was yeah. funny. My mom was like, I was, I was giving my family crap because I'm like, the Yanceys are not producing much content this week. My mom is just sitting around doing nothing. Dad's just going through his health stuff. My sister is just all over the place emotionally. So I'm like, this has been the, this has been the all about me podcast this week. Um, and my mom's like, well, you, you know, this is, you got to produce content. I'm like, I can't stop producing content. I literally wake up and produce content and go to sleep right now. Um, but I want to give you an update on the whole Jess situation. A lot of people have been asking about uh, how that situation turned out. I, f- I forgot to talk to her about it on the Uncensored podcast. So in case you weren't here a couple of days ago, I told you that I really started to feel guilty because the company we're working for now gave us a lump sum of money. They were going to give us separate amounts of money, but it didn't make any sense for or Jess and I to move our stuff separately across the country. We're, we're both coming from San Diego, moving right. to Baltimore. It didn't make a lot of sense for us to have separate moving cars, right? Or moving mm-hmm. trucks to, to move it because it was just, it's really the distance more than the actual stuff. So we decided to combine our things all together and move them out here. Well, it was going to be a, a pretty, pretty smooth plan. But the issue was, was that we. Uh, well, I got the reimbursement check. We, I basically all the moving funds were going to be given to me, and I was going to have to then, you know, I would be the one that would settle up for the moving cut truck and everything else, the flights. And I thought we were going to have enough money to cover everybody, not just me, but Jess and Garage Boy as well, her boyfriend. So I was feeling pretty good about that, and I didn't want to put any kind of financial burden on there. And, and then I realized we were probably going to go over a little bit and it was going to be like a thousand dollars or so. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to cover that because you know, I, ma- I made some money from my house and I'm just happy for her to be here. And I know that if I was 27. I wouldn't have want to have as many financial burdens put on me. Yeah. Then I find out that the amount of money that we thought we were going to get was actually going to be taxed or was taxed up front. I knew it was going to be taxed, but I thought it was going to be taxed in my, like when you, you know, the end of the year kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but they taxed it up front. So mm-hmm. I, unfortunately, got about a th- uh, two thirds the amount of money up front that I thought I was going to get. Mm. So, and that left me with like thousands of dollars now that were unclaimed. Mm. And even though, you know, it's nobody's fault. And I just, there's, there's this sense of guilt that I had about going to Jess and being like, Hey, can you just cough up an extra couple thousand dollars? It just, it just didn't feel right when I know she's, you know, she's young. It's her first full-time job. And, we yeah. haven't worked. We haven't worked in, you know, in in, in weeks, you know, right. because we didn't really technically start working till the 13th and she left her last job and 
uh, you know, weeks before. So she has had no income coming in. So I just had this, like, as someone that's really protective of her, I just had this sense of guilt Mm -hmm. about her, um, her financial situation. So I, I did call her and she was super understanding and we, we Mm -hmm. talked it out and she was exactly what we said. Like, it's not my responsibility to pay for the move. And obviously we didn't see this coming and my, you know, my agent didn't, she told me, but I, again, I thought I was gonna be taxed on the back end, not the front end. And, um, so we, uh, basically what we decided to do is I'm I'm like, listen, let me cover, I'm going to cover all the move for all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll, all, all the moving expenses, I'll pay for, and I'll make sure that I pay for your flight as well. Um, that'll be my responsibility. All I'm, all I'm, I would feel good about is that if Garage Boy, her boyfriend, could pay for just his um, his car moving out here mm-hmm. and his uh, his flight, which mm-hmm. still is a is a large sum of money. Yeah. Um, and she was like, "No, that's totally fair. Uh, we don't have that money like right now to give you, but could we do a payment plan situation and?" Uh, and I said, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't want, I'm trying to be as, you know, supportive as possible because right. of the, of the current situation. Right. So right. I feel good about that and she feels good about it. So Yay. it was funny. I really, I've really spent hours on that being like, I don't know. I don't know if I should do it. I don't know if I should just pay for it and just not say anything to her because I don't want to burden her with it. But I know uh, I think it'll all, all work out. That's so hard when we have to have a challenging conversation with someone we care about and we go over it in our minds over and over and over and over again. And the only reasonable thing to do is to just put it out there and have the conversation, but it drives you nuts in the meantime until you do it. So I'm really glad and not surprised that it worked out. Yeah, it was great. Well, so that is checked off the list. You know what I'm struggling with today though? And I think anybody that, is I I am I have I have pushed myself too far in the quarantine life. I was pretty much quarantined from January through September. Like you know, y'all, some of y'all went into quarantine about you know mid March, April ish. I had like two or three months ahead of you. So I'm trying to get my life back on track in a lot of different ways. And one of those is my weight because mm-hmm. I'm not at a weight right now that I like being. I don't think mm-hmm. that I'm fat. I'm just at a weight that I don't like. I, I really like the way I look when I'm about 10 pounds lighter. Uh-huh. And as somebody that always deals with the kind of this, we, we've talked before about this like body dysmorphia. I was always made fun of as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what, even when I'm 10 pounds lighter, now there's, there's only been a few times I looked at myself and I've been like, I look really skinny. Um, <laughs> And like not in a good way, but I really, I, I always see myself as like, ugh, like I hate looking at my body. And I think there's a lot of people that deal with that. And so I'm trying to just be open and honest about that because it's not a topic that we really discuss yeah. openly and freely as, yeah. especially for men. I think especially men don't talk about, it. I don't even know if a lot of men feel that way because I feel like they don't, but maybe the only one that does, but, um, and so women talk like, about it a lot. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you, you guys talk about it for the both of us usually. <laughs> So as someone that has a lot of, um, a lot, but I I think it's so funny because I have a friend too, that is, uh, she's on TV and she, I mean, she is completely fit. Like she's, you know, she's on TV. So it's, uh, something that. She, I was talking to her a couple of days ago and she's even like, Oh my God, I just got new pictures taken. I'm so fat. I cannot believe I let myself go like this. And I was like, send me the pictures. And like, she looks great. 
you right. know, like, and so yes. I, I think we're always our worst critic. And I, I, yesterday, yesterday was what really hit me hard because I, I told you the boxing gym story, right? In, <laughs> yes. in case you weren't here, I went to, I, 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 I do, I've been doing boxing style workouts, <laughs> but then I somehow got ushered into going to a boxing gym, which are two totally different things. And the, the chaos came with that. a professional boxer. Right. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I'll, all of a sudden, literally, I'm in the middle of the ring with a professional boxer. And I'm like, I don't, this is not my, my, not my speed right now. But I was watching those videos of myself and I'm like, oh, I just don't like the way my body looks right now. I just don't look, I just don't want to look like that. And so, um, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to like get my act together. And I, I joined a, a meal prep service, which I, I did typically anyway. Right. Um, but it's like, um, this one that I joined, it's called just FYI, in case you're looking for a meal prep service, the one I'm using is called, um, territory. Mm. And my, my option is, is vegan. Um, mm-hmm. but they have for you know all different kinds of you know, paleo and just regular meat eaters and a, a couple of different options of, of food types. And I, I'm not getting paid for this by the way, but I'm just saying I'm trying, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally trying it out right now as we go. Um, and so I was like, I'm like proud of that. And so today I was like, I, cause I've been eating out. I've been eating out a lot of food because we've just well, we lived in a hotel to. for so long. Right. Yes. So now that I'm here, I'm able to at least somewhat control Mm-hmm. my my dietary situation but the problem is i can't control my dietary situation i'm still and i listen i cut a lot of things out of my life and i'm super disciplined but there's always those few things that i just can't get rid of but like mm-hmm. today was going to be my, my cutoff date of like cutting out all snacks because right now what's really <laughs> screwing me is just snacks i'm oh, not eating yeah, desserts anymore. those are killers I'm not eating sugar. I don't mm-hmm. drink soda. I just eat a, like when I eat, like give me a bag of chips and like the bag, the bag's gone. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's 700, 800 calories right there. You know, mm-hmm. that I just don't need. So it's, uh, so I'm like, you know what? Today's the day. Today's the day. Like I'm going to, and I did really well. I woke up this morning and I had my, I had a, a protein bar and I had some almonds for a snack. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. I, uh, I got home and I, I actually got, got invited by my boss to go to lunch. And I was like, no, no, no. I got a meal prep got home, made my little meal, you know, and okay, oh. I feel good. Uh, woke up from my nap and I was like, <gasps> I'm starving. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know that feeling of like when your stomach's just not adjusted yet? Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm starving. I'm like, it's fine. You know that, that conversation you have with yourself where you're like, I'm fine. Like I'm not, <laughs> I, I can just like, don't even focus on it. Mm-hmm. Just go do something else mm-hmm. and just dinner time will be here before you know it. This is like 3.30. Oh, and I'm like, it's going to be all right. Like I'm, I, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I got willpower. I can do everything, right? If I stop drinking and I stop eating desserts, I can easily just wait till dinner. Snack so, attack. God, then yeah, then a little bit like about about four fifteen. I'm like, oh man, I feel like my insides about to come out of me right now. And then <laughs> like, <laughs> come come like about five o'clock. I was about to sit down and do the podcast uh, before my boss called me, and I'm like, I can't do this podcast. I'm starving. Oh I'm starving. no! What did you eat? So I had I have got I had pretzels and I I was like I'm just gonna have a, a handful of pretzels mm-hmm. and that's gonna be it just to tie me over and then literally the whole I, the whole bag's gone so oh. it's it's all right we'll get there just uh, so you know you just can't bring that stuff in your house I know I know I know that but this this is me this is like okay I just have to just cut it out I just gotta cut it out and I think Hula I need to talk to Hula remember Hula he's been on the show yeah. a couple of times and I need to bring him back on because Hula's dropped a ton of weights yes and he has. I think I'll ask that question too. And I think that, because I think a lot of us, 
Uh, you know, mostly women listen to this show, but again, mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are insecure with our bodies and maybe diet from time to time or mm-hmm. change your lifestyle. And so what do you do? Maybe we can like talk to the, you know, the, the group this uh, today and what do you do to, to fight when you're first? Cause once I get going, it's fine. You uh-huh. know, like that's how I am with desserts. Every time I cut desserts out, mm-hmm. it always takes me about three weeks of like really craving a dessert and then I'm fine. I just have to be like, no. <laughs> We're not doing it. But snacking is a little bit harder because literally I feel like I'm like, I'm hungry. Like I mean, right. I need food. I think Hulu recommended some type of drops hmm. on uh, Amazon. I have to go back and listen or just, I can text them and just see. Hmm. But why don't we, if you're a person that, you know, uh, is, is dieting and you've got some tips that we can share with the group, uh, why don't you call us 888-Kramer8 or just text same number, 888-Kramer8, and then we can, uh, you can have a conversation about that. Well, you know, um, for me, uh, a lot of times when I think I'm hungry, I'm really thirsty. Yeah. So they say Everybody you'll go and, you know, drink a bottle of water and I, give I yourself call, 20 minutes. I call BS on that. I, I've tried that for years. I was like, you're just, you're just thirsty. And so I'm like, okay, mm. I'm going to drink a lot of water. And then I drink water and then I have to pee a ton and I'm still hungry. <laughs> so. Okay. I, well, it must not work for everyone. That does yeah, work for me. That's helpful I, for me. I don't know. Maybe I'll try. I, I am dehydrated. Speaking of dehydrated, and yes. mom, you're obviously older. You're 30 years older than me. Yes. But I try to explain to people like Jess that mm-hmm. at the age of 30, mm-hmm. your body just starts to just stop. Just stop doing normal functions that it was able to do very easily in your 20s, which is like one of the reasons why I stopped drinking because I just can't mm-hmm. process that and like recoup fast enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I um uh I took a bath on Saturday night. Okay. Uh-huh. So this is that's after my tub's broken, but I'm able to like manually like put this little stopper in there because it has a little <laughs> Turner thing on it, but the Turner thing's broken. But I can manually pull it out and put <laughs> it back in. And I <laughs> I am st- I swear to you, I think I'm still dehydrated. From, from being my, in the tub on Saturday night. Really? It is, thir- it is Wednesday afternoon right now at 6 o'clock. Yeah. I don't Did know. Did you put my, a lot of Epsom salt in there or something? I think I just sweated too much in there. And I just don't think I've caught oh. back up between working out. I just feel constantly oh. thirsty. And I've been just I trying mm. to like chug water. Before yes. though, that wouldn't be a thing. Hmm. That wouldn't be a thing. Like I could, I, let's just say I was dehydrated. I could drink eight ounces of water. Throughout the course of a week (laughs) and I would be fine. But now I feel like my body's like, if I don't drink my proper, whatever, 16 glasses a day or whatever the (laughs) hell you're supposed to drink, Uh my body just cannot recoup like it used to. My water intake has to be dramatically Mm -hmm. higher. And I never Mm -hmm. noticed it was never this way before. So now basically it just gets harder. harder. I'm only 37. So like, how hard is this going to be when I'm 40? All the stuff you got to keep up with, the aches, the pains, everything. Like, geez, you, just you, know? keep, you just keep doing good things for yourself. You try, but damn, I just cannot You've got to eat un- right and you've got to exercise and you've got to drink water. Can't even, you know, you can't even take baths anymore without suffering the consequences <laughs> for days. It's just like, what can I do? I just got to stay in my bubble over here. Well, maybe you should try taking a warm bath instead of a hot bath. No, well, that's not as fun. But. I know. I know. Uh, all right. Let's get into our, uh, our quote for today, Mom. Okay. Again, it's RBG week in her memory. Um, my mother told me to be a lady, 
And for her, that meant be your own person, be independent. And I love that because I was taught that same lesson by my mother, and her mother, as did mine, died when she was 17. I don't think I knew that. Uh Uh-huh. What did she die from? I don't know what she died from, but she was 17 when her mother died. Yeah. Um, So, you know, be you. You know, be independent and just be who you are. It doesn't mean that, you know, to be a lady because we are ladies. We're females. Um, And, you know, and I was thinking about how wonderful it is for us to be male and female and how we need to embrace that, right? Right. And um, what, oh, I get so offended when I see women in the business world thinking they have to act like a man for some reason, you know? Well, what does that mean? Well, just acting overly assertive and not being really who they are because it's women that I've known for a long time. And then they get in positions of power and they have a different attitude about them, you know? Right. They're they're just more aggressive and like they're not going to take any crap off anybody. And I'm like, Whoa, come on, be yeah. you, be the, the gentle person that you are. And why do you think that is, by the way? Because I, and listen, I, and I, I know we can just talk about this, I think, pretty freely. And forgive me if I misspeak here, but just let me to kind of just, I think you know my intentions at this point with women is, is you know, nothing but positive. Right. But, you know, they always say that a woman, uh, uh, you know, if if a man's assertive at work, he's a, he's a you know a great leader. But if a woman is, she's a bitch or whatever uh-huh. you know, or whatever you want to say. Uh-huh. But I've had um my my general manager here in um in Baltimore is a female, and she's actually really nice. She's been mm-hmm. super supportive of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had other I've had other managers in my life that have been female, and I've just mm-hmm. felt like they have been a little unnecessarily overly aggressive mm-hmm. and not in the same way that a man is. Right. And obviously, this is a very broad uh, overgeneralization. I'm just yes. talking about from my personal experiences. Yes. That I feel like I butted in the past, with the exception of my general manager now, I yeah. butted heads with my female managers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like they've been a lot more aggressive uh, and just even like watching it, maybe not even towards me, but like just to other people mm-hmm. and the way they man their styles of managing mm-hmm. um, have been so much more aggressive than male managers that I've worked with. And so I guess when you say that quote and you say like be womanly and I, I you know, I, I feel like that even that whole notions got to be thrown out the window what it's like to be a woman and what it's like to be a man but mm-hmm. i think that you know some men because i'm not a typical quote-unquote man right like no. I'm, so it's it's even hard to like say that but i've yeah. just since you brought that up i've always and i've never really talked freely about that before mm-hmm. uh because i never wanted to come off as offensive like uh, i think the second that i say listen i've most of my female managers that i've worked with have been a lot more cutthroat than uh-huh. the male managers uh-huh. because I think it's going to be like, oh, well, if it was a man doing the same thing, then it'd be, you know, it'd be perfectly fine. I, I just, I don't feel, I don't feel that way. So, you, I mean, you, you were in the, I mean, you were a CEO too. Like, mm-hmm. and you were, you made the comment a couple seconds ago that 
you feel like you see women change sometimes mm-hmm. and you feel like you don't see that with men. So what do you think that's right. all about? Why does that happen? Well, I think it's because for so long, women really had no rights at all. Yeah. You know, men, I mean, men were the dominant sex and and they were the be all to end all and women didn't have a voice. Right. And women weren't respected in the business in the business world. Right. Um, but now, I mean, now, my goodness, I mean, let's just embrace who we are and yeah. share the gifts we have and not feel like we have to compete with anyone. Just try to be ourselves, whether a, it's male or female. As a woman CEO, do you feel did you feel like a certain type of pressure because you weren't a man? No, not at all. Not I mean, at you all. weren't, but technically, I mean, like you were in a pretty different sector, you know, of, of work, you know, yes. like you were in a pretty, I mean, health and were, human services. And it was rare that there would be male CEOs in that, in that area. Right. Right. Um, I'm just saying from my personal experience, I just, I feel, I've, I've felt that way in the past and never f- like fully, and freely express that. And it's really not coming from a place of, uh, it's more of like, I'm just questioning the things that I see like that. And mm-hmm. it could, again, it could just be my experience, but mm-hmm. uh, if, if you've got, if you got two cents on that, you know, and you want to add to this conversation, I think it's a pretty, and maybe, you know, uh, you can say you've seen the same thing, or maybe you're like, no, that must, you know, I've had, I've had female managers and they've all been, they've all been great. Yes. I'd um, love to and, hear. I would too. I'd be curious mm-hmm. how your experience. And obviously, the radio world's a lot different because everyone's just kind of <laughs> cut your throat in a heartbeat. <laughs> so, um, why don't you call us? So, 888 Kramer 8, 888 K R A M E R 8. And I think it'd be interesting too if we could talk to a woman that had a rise in power and in professional mm-hmm. power and then felt herself change mm-hmm. um, or felt the need or mm-hmm. could explain. Maybe, or I don't know. I think there's so many different perspectives on this topic, you know? So, mm-hmm. all right. We got to try to fix a friendship here in a couple of seconds. And we're going to do it with Ask My Mom. So hang on just a couple minutes for that. And BetterHelp is a, a sponsor of our show today. And we're so thankful for them. I mean, I'm thankful for them personally because I use BetterHelp. My sister goes on BetterHelp. Uh, I, a lot of you guys have gone on BetterHelp. It's funny because um, it's still such a – therapy can be so – what stigmatized, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And a lot of people don't like to talk about it, but I've been really proud and really mm-hmm. thankful for those that have tried BetterHelp uh, to reach out to me, even if you're just mm-hmm. like, hey, I just want to let you know I've tried it, and it's it's really cool. Um, let's talk about like your goals and what you want to achieve. we got a few more months left in the year, and if there's something that's you know preventing you from – achieving your goals, you may have to work through something and you may need professional counseling to do that. You know, one thing that I've had to work with Dr. Jag, who is who I work with the better help is, uh, some, I just have, when you get uh, let go so unexpectedly, you kind of bring in, I think it's almost like a breakup. You wouldn't, wouldn't be expecting. You kind of bring mm-hmm. some of your trauma from the past into your present. And so that's what we've been kind of working on the last couple of days or mm-hmm. sorry, the last couple of sessions is just breaking through some of those things in my brain typically is it's like on guard, I guess is the uh-huh. best way of putting it. And so right. I've been working with her trying to figure out like how to 
work through that and not to have my brain have to worry constantly about like getting let go. And, you know, there's so many yes. things I can control and it still could happen. Mm-hmm. It is radio. So, um, <laughs> Uh, but anything you're dealing with, I mean, BetterHelp's great. It's it's right on your phone or it's on your uh your laptop or your tablet. I mean, you can connect anywhere. You can message anywhere. You can constantly message with your therapist. If you're going through something really hard, divorce, death, mm-hmm. um, I, I that feature is great because you never know when something's going to hit, like when a moment's going to hit where you really need to talk to somebody. Right. And so to be able to constantly communicate with your therapist. Is really cool. So, uh, you know, from depression to stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief and self-esteem. Uh, in fact, there's so many people that are using BetterHelp right now. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. That includes Georgia. That includes Maryland. That includes Florida and California mm-hmm. and Arizona and <laughs> everywhere else you are listening right now. I'm forgetting somebody. Who am I forgetting? Uh, maybe that's New it right York. now. New York, mm-hmm. basically whatever state you're in, they're adding more because the there's so many people using it. The, the I don't know. About the, nah, nah, I just said all 50 <laughs> states. I don't know. Lisa, I don't know. I don't know if you can get better help. I don't know. She may listen to these commercials and be like, oh, none of this applies to me. So it doesn't even matter. Um, but if you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, I'm going to give you 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash Kramer. You can join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, it's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Kramer. And another sponsor of our show today is our friends over at Skillshare. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually re- recommended Skillshare uh, to Jess today because – and I'll give you an example of where this is um, – this can be used because Jess is – we're – we're really running a pretty bare bones operation. This is the small, this is the most fun I've had in radio so far because <laughs> it's just me and Jess just basically going wild every morning. And Tom, our boss is like, y'all just have fun. Like whatever is <laughs> a pandemic. Just, just go, go, go. I'm sure eventually they're going to be like, oh, y'all need to like reel it in a little bit right now. They're not. So Jess is in charge. Like we're, we're splitting, you know, my last radio show, we had six people. This radio show, we have two people. So we are splitting the responsibilities between the two of us. And it's, it's a lot. And so Jess is going to start doing some more video work for us. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know how to use Adobe Premiere, which mm-hmm. is a video editing software. I'm like, hey, I know that I promote this, but real talk, you should go on Skillshare. Because mm-hmm. that it's like moments like that and probably in your profession too where you're going to be asked to do more or there's maybe something creative that you've wanted to try before and you've never quite known how to get that outlet. Uh, anything from illustration to graphic design, photography, animation, uh, film and video, marketing. Like maybe you've started a business. You're like, I don't know how to market though. Skillshare's got you covered. Uh, if you have started your own business too, entrepreneurship and freelancing, mm-hmm. it's on there too. Web development because you got to make your own website. Right. Uh, so many things you have to do. And so let's uh, let's get you on Skillshare right now. A two free month premium membership. If you'll just go to Skillshare.com slash Kramer, Skillshare.com slash Kramer. Go check it out. I promise you, we really are going to get to like a group thing. We're going to go learn. I just need to... Just get a second. Just figure a second. out how we can do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Skillshare, and thank you to Skillshare. Uh, and I, I'm excited for Jess to explore it and for you too. Skillshare.com slash Kramer. Okay, we got to try to save a friendship here in a couple seconds with Ask My Mom. We're going to cover a couple of things really quick. Um, we have, uh, we have a few days left of the month 
And that means that the uh, uh, the podcast magazine will be releasing their new uh, magazine, the new episode, not episode, but um, issue for October. And for the last couple of months, we have been in the top of the chart for podcast magazine. You're going to need your help staying there. So if you don't mind either going down to the show notes or texting me, and I'll shoot you back the link, just text the word vote to 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8, because I want to um, uh, I want to make sure that we're like on the chart, you know, because I'm just I'm nervous because we had a bunch of people drop out as certified fans, and I'm like, uh, uh, what's going to happen this month? So you know, vote if you've got multiple email addresses you want to vote. Like let's let's keep this podcast on the top. And there's three spots to vote on there. So I'm just recommending if you can vote for this podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. If you can vote for the Upside, that's Jeff and Callie. And by the way, they're actually Jeff and Callie are going to be featured in Podcast Magazine this month, like an actual article. Oh, so wow. that's exciting. And then if you'll vote for Kramer and Jess Uncensored, I think that'd be really cool too. We can get that podcast on the chart too. So there's three spots, three different podcasts. Would love all three votes. That'd be great. Also, uh, certified fans, appreciate your support. Thanks so much for uh, for your financial support. It's $5 a month, you know, uh, but it goes a whole long way. And I just say, you know, if you listen, I'm never going to charge you for the podcast. You know, I'm not, that's why we run ads instead because I don't want to charge you to listen to it. But I will say that your financial support is really helpful in growing this podcast. And actually, something big is coming. I'm working on some things behind the scenes. I'll just put it that way. And uh, financially, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a hit. But mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we can make it up in Let's certified fans. Get ready. So if you would like to become one, text the word fans, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8, our certified fan of the day, one of our latest ones. According to my list, <laughs> we're very thankful for all of you, but a big shout out today to um angela p from i don't even know where this is where is this from chittenango new york how about that wow i just said that? new york i was thinking yeah. of Anne. chittenango new york i have no idea where that is me either well but thank you for your support here's your whoop 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 <laughs> you deserve it <laughs> you, you totally deserve Let it so thank you yeah, thank you for that. Uh, I'm not sure how you found us, but I would love to know if you want to message me or call. And um, thank you for that, for that yearly donation that you already gave up front. That's really Aww. helpful, too. So thank you for that. It's really, so really generous. All right. Let's get into Ask My Mom now. Um, oh, by the way, if you want to be a fan, we'd love, we, we, we love the support. We do. We appreciate the support. So text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. That's Kramer with a K. All right. Ask My Mom time. We do this twice a, mo- twice a week. And because I hope you find it beneficial. It's an advice segment. My mom's, you know, been around for 67 years, almost 68 next week. That's you know, right. your birthday will be here before Whoa. we know it. It's what, Sunday? It is. Yeah. Mom's birthday's on Sunday. So um, we got we to gotta celebrate. We got to mm-hmm. celebrate. <laughs> um, and so if you, um, if you got some, something you want some advice on from just two knuckleheads over here that um, can hopefully <laughs> – steer you through a, a situation it kind of feels a little maternal advice and uh then you can hit me up uh she this this girl today i'm not gonna use her name but she uh she emailed me it's that guy kramer at gmail.com or you can always dm me on instagram it's that guy kramer okay she said hey kramer and nancy i need some help i have a wonderful best friend if friends can be soulmates she would be mine she's been through some pretty serious things with me and i've always been super grateful for that and i'd like to think that i've done the same for her a couple of weeks ago, her aunt died, 
And she posted on Facebook about it. And I had commented on the post about my condolences. Unfortunately, that same day, though, I was being threatened with a severe wildfire in southern Oregon that destroyed many homes and entire towns in my county. Scary. Mm -hmm. Um, I was panicked about having to evacuate my home as well as my boyfriend's house all while I had to go to work. I'm a nurse. The entire situation I went through was super stressful and terrifying. My friend told me a couple of days later that she was super mad at me for not reaching out to her to check on her to see how she was doing. I can recognize that I should have made it a priority, but I feel like she's failing to see the other side of what's happening here in my life. We somewhat talked it out, but I can tell that things aren't the same as they once were, and I'm afraid they may continue to go down that path until we completely sever the relationship altogether. I apologize profusely as well as explain my side, but the damage is still done. Can y'all give me some advice on how to mend this friendship? Hopefully that's enough details because my mom always says, I wish I had more details. Said, Plenty of details. Love the podcast. Well, thank you, by the way. That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, mom. Okay. So I have a soul sister, um, best friend, and she just lost her sister not too long ago. Um, so I wonder if, you know, there's something more, around her aunt's death that she's dealing with that maybe she's not even aware of. Mm-hmm. So maybe you should ponder that a little bit and see if there might be something underlying it that's causing the stress. And, right. Um, that would be, that would be my first inclination. And then secondly, you know, I mean, with my with my best friend, my BFF forever, we always, I mean, if there's any tension, if any, if either of us ever feel anything, which that's very rare because right. we're very open and honest with each other. But we would, I mean, I would call her on that. I would right. call her on that and, and say, you know, I know we've talked about it, but you know, I love you more than life. And, you know, I, I just don't want anything to ever come between us so you know, tell me, tell me that we're really okay because I'm not feeling it. Right. Um, and just delve into it a little, a little deeper, maybe. So I, uh, and obviously it's, it's a lot different when it's like your best friend There's a lot more emotionally tied to this. I mean, my mom, my mom just looking at the situation from, you know, a million miles away, but I it, it I guess I'm just I feel disappointed in the way your friends acting in this situation and this happens a lot like a lot of my a lot of my friends will come to me and we'll, we'll, with situations like this where they're like my friend thinks I'm not doing enough or blah 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 and listen the, the responsibility of best friends a lot but at the end of the day like if your house is about to catch on fire that also has to be taken into yeah, account absolutely like she did your friend call it. you did she call you to see if your house was on fire like kind of works both ways right yeah i think my mom my mom's right when she says i don't know how much this stress is coming from actually you not calling her versus just it's a lot easier people look for scapegoats of emotions right mm-hmm. so she's like hey i what i'm really upset about i don't my aunt's not a big deal but what's a big deal to me is the fact that you didn't call me you know mm-hmm. like one thing that's been really powerful, and I think it sounds like, um, and I'm not going to say her name, but she signed it K. What it sounds like, K, is that you, you're you most likely a people pleaser, because I am too. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a recovering people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the greatest, 
quotes that I learned and that have been beneficial in my life and hope that you can use it in yours too is like, I'm not responsible for your emotions. Mm-hmm. What you're responsible for is being a good person and doing your best every single day. And like when I hear the situation, it sounds like you did. You, you, mm-hmm. you quote it, you know, you, uh, you commented on her post and uh, – should you have called me? I don't know. I don't know if it's your response. It would have been nice. Sure. But is it you're like, is like, oh my God, like did you, you didn't say you were going to call her or it's not like you missed something. You know, you just. Right. And you, you were in your own crisis. Right. I, I like, you're not responsible for anybody's feelings. You're not. Mm-hmm. And people argue that fact with me. They're like, well, yeah, well, that doesn't mean you can just go out and be a, a, an a-hole. And that's true too. If you're being right. a good person, that's fine. But you can't control the way other people feel about you. Mm-hmm. And if, as long as you put your head in your pillow tonight and you're like, I did the best I could do that day, right. then uh, unfortunately everything else is on her. Yeah. And that's, and it's a hard thing to separate when you're a people pleaser because you just want to, you don't want anybody to be mad at you or don't get upset with me or I know it's your best friend. So it's even harder, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, she's got to be a best friend too. And she's got to mm-hmm. understand it goes both ways mm-hmm. that you were having a crazy day too. So mm-hmm. I, at this point, what I say is you step back, you keep being the, the the good friend you are. Don't try to salvage anything because she's got to step up too. This can't be just a one-sided friendship. And if you want to talk to me, I think my mom would give good advice. Like if you want to talk to her about it, great. If you feel like it needs to have a conversation, great. But if she can't understand everything you were going through and it's not literally just all about her, even though it, I understand it was a really hard time, right. could you have done more? Maybe, but you were going through a lot. Yes. And as long as you can accept that and feel like you did the best you can do, then there's really not more of a conversation to have here, I feel like. Right. So I don't think she should feel guilty at all about it. Right. She's been a stellar friend. Right. So that's our two cents. But what do you think? Anybody got friends like this that like they feel like they are having to make up with their friend or maybe you hear this too and you're like, no, she should. She should apologize. She's totally apologize. She did the wrong thing. Like it's her aunt's died or whatever. I think that the reason this segment does so well for so many people so helpful is because the phone calls that come in. So 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. All right, mom. That's it for today. Okay. Love I love you. Forever. <laughs> All right. Let's get, get into the good news. I gave you the good news and made me laugh here at the end of the show because I just want to send you off feeling good. You know, the laughter, the good news. Hopefully that's the right uh, <laughs> potion. <laughs> concoction I can put together for you. All right. So uh, there's a group of my, well, we'll start, sorry, we'll start in North Carolina. So there was a group of mountain bikers riding the sinkhole trail over in PISGAH National Forest. I know we have a couple of North Carolina people, so you know how to pronounce that. Pisca, Pisca National Forest. Sure. Over in North Carolina. And uh, they were able to save this trap dog. They found that was stuck down in this sinkhole. The biker saw the pooch trapped about 30 feet down and then called for help, then led rescuers over a mile to him. So the rescuers then repelled into the sinkhole and they had to get creative with like, what, what can we use to like get get him to come to us and to trust us. So they used beef jerky to try to entice him with a harness, which then they used to raise him up safely when they got him. Rescuers say that uh, the dog wasn't injured, but that he was starving and was dehydrated and had been stuck down there for at least several days. He got taken over to the Burke County Animal uh, Services for an exam and was given the name Sinker, which I don't know. It's a little sensitive. (laughs) 
like if I'm in some kind of tragic situation, please don't nickname me the tragic situation. Uh, officials say that he doesn't have a microchip, and so that the official, if they aren't found, they're going to put him up for adoption. But I hope they can find who this owner was. You know, like I'm not going to call him Sinker. I'm going to call him, you know, uh, Champ because that's that's the name he deserves. And I hope we can find Champ's family. I love cool stories about kids, and that's one story that I fell in love with when I was in San Diego. It's a kid named Dylan, and Dylan was this um, uh, seven-year-old. No, he wasn't seven. He was eight or nine. I don't remember how old he was when I first met him, but he was raising money for his friend Cal, who had a rare form of cancer. And he, uh, we helped him out by starting Dylan's Lemonade Stand at Jersey Mike stores, and it was really special just when kids come forward. So here's another story that's very similar to that, maybe even bigger than the original. So there's a girl named Dana. She's 10 years old, and she's raised more than $100,000 for a rare childhood disease, and she's literally only 10 years old. It started when she was seven, and her best friend was diagnosed with this rare and fatal disease called Batten, and Dana was determined to help bring money in for research for a cure for it. So she started baking and selling cookies door-to-door in her Boulder, Colorado uh, neighborhood. Actually, quick side note, she was going to do lemon like Dylan, but she lives in Boulder. And so she was like, in the winter, starting the winter, she's like, I can't sell lemonade, but I can sell cookies. So the goal was to bring in $1,000. And apparently this was was really hard for her to do. It was so hard. It took three months. (laughs) And we, we pulled our little red wagon along the block. She eventually took her mission online. Sometimes we were getting $100 per minute. And at the end of the year, we had raised $56,000. Yeah, so after, so to raise all that money, what she did was she, she started an organization called Cookies for Cure. Cookies for Cures, uh, plural. And so she soon had a team of volunteers to help her. Eventually, she raised that $56,000 for Batten, which then led to the first ever treatment for her friend's form of, uh, of the disease. And now they're baking to fund research for treatments for all kinds of diseases. And over the last three years, Dana's baked more than 12,000 cookies, which has raised more than $100,000. What's that? She's 10 years old, y'all. Uh, This year, by the way, Cookies for Cures is focusing on spinal muscular atrophy, which her friend Ben has. And so she's got a GoFundMe page that I'll put over in the show notes. You can go look at it if you want to go support. It hopes to raise $50,000 to cure SMA. Uh, That's the the group that – the spinal muscular fee group. Um, And so Dana's vision, by the way, is to create a fundraiser for rare childhood disease. And she's got some advice for go-getters like herself. Here she goes. She goes, for anyone trying or that wants to change the world, here you go. Two pieces of advice. Number one, believe in yourself. And number two is just start. And that's it. That's with any mission, right? You just put one foot in front of the other and you start. Like tomorrow when I don't want to eat snacks, I just put one foot in front of the other. And just keep going, you know? That's good advice, especially from from somebody so young. And speaking of weight loss, uh, today's Made Me Laugh is going to have to do with that because I think people that had struggled with, with trying to eat less can completely relate to this. I always completely mess this guy's name up, but it's uh, Kostaki Inkosnophilus. I, I totally did not say that right, but he's a great comedian. We played him a couple times. And talking about our obsession with weight loss, no, we're doing research on the mice, right? Because we prefer a drug to make us thin. Because we all want to be thin. We just don't want to have to eat less or move around. <laughs> so American. We're freaked out about thinness. I heard a diet product out on the radio. This is their claim. It works three times faster than starvation. How do they even know it works faster than starvation? I have some bizarre clinical trial. Here's Mandy. She eats three meals a day and uses our product. Next to her, little Naboo, he's starving. 
No, no, Naboo, you can't have her food. You're the control group. Thank you, sir. There's a big trend now, the stomach staple, right? Surgical procedure to make your stomach smaller so you can't eat as much. Call me old-fashioned, but if you want to eat less, so, I don't know. Have you tried eating less? <laughs> How about a lip staple? That'll work just as well. <laughs> staple your fingers together. Try it in Pringles like this. There's a lot of ways to eat less. Maybe you could wear one of those big funnels they put on the cats and dogs you can't quite reach your mouth. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. Just staple my hand together. Stop snacking so much. All right, thank you so much for listening to the show. Appreciate you so much for being here. Good show. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, you, for listening. Thank you, certified fans. And thank you for everyone's bought a merch item in the store. Hopefully, you'll go check it out now. Maybe there's something you'll love. Those, uh, those Hey Honey hats or Hi Honey hats are super cute. The Nancy Yancey Whoop Whoop mugs are almost, they may actually be sold out, so don't want to order for it. But if not, there's a couple left. So text the word merch, M-E-R-C-H. Would love your support in the show and the great plans we have to go with, uh, forward with it. So hopefully, you can uh, support. Okay. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hey, Kramer. It's Nicole in Chandler, Arizona, certified fan. I'm calling about the culture um, with the little boy. I think that you are right, actually, because she could have been the one to give it to him. She could have been asymptomatic the entire time. I'm a nurse, and I know this to be true, that people can have um, HSV-1 and not know it. And that is why... People always say, don't kiss my baby because you never know who has it. So she can talk to her boyfriend and be like, hey, I don't know who this came from, but now my three-year-old has it. Um, But it could have come from either one of them. And she can't really be upset with her boyfriend because she doesn't know it could have been her and not him. Thanks for the podcast. I love it. I listen to you guys every day and love you forever. Hey, Kramer. This is Vincent. I used to listen to you from uh, San Diego at night. So I'm calling because I'm really annoyed by the fact that it's been over a hundred episodes and some of your episodes still have mic issues. Like, I don't really know what's wrong with that for you to keep that up to date all the time, but it kind of drives me nuts that um, sometimes your episodes don't have a good mic, like we can't hear you properly and it... It just drives me nuts. But it's slowly making me lose interest in listening to your podcast. But I do want to keep up to date with your podcast, and I still want to listen to you. So could you please just make that work out for you every time? Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.